Ben Moore has been in love with bees for as long as anyone can remember. And as far as we can tell, the feeling is entirely mutual. Although he still sometimes feels the sting of his passion. Hang around, learn a little. It's as sweet as honey and always a buzz. It's the Ultimate Pollinators Podcast with Ben, his friends and associates, and of course, Ben's Bees. Hey everybody, Bees with Ben, another fantastic episode today and thank you so much for listening in. Now, I've got an awesome guest today, uh, very little bit interesting, a little bit slightly different because we're going to be talking about, you know, beekeeping clubs and it's this is generally a way, you know, people get interested in the bees, they can come in and check out, uh, you know, what's beekeeping all about but in this, on the flip side to that, you know, there's a lot of like commercial beekeepers that go to the clubs because it's a really good way, you know, of talking to sort of like-minded people. Uh, super excited. So on the line, I have uh, Bronwyn Barton from the South Gippsland Beekeepers uh, Club down there. So we're going to talk all about that. She's the Presidente of the club and uh, we're going to hear all about it. Thank you so much for your time, Bron. No worries at all. Good to be here. This is awesome. So, uh, so that, that's obviously that question. You know, we always sort of introduction to ask is uh, talk us through you know, when you first got bees. You know, when was that first oh, point in time? Talk us through it. Okay. Uh, look, I, I wanted bees for a long time, but I lived in a northern suburb of Melbourne, and I couldn't actually find anywhere to do a class. And I really, really, I knew I had to do a class because I knew nothing about bees. And then we moved to Currumburra and um, I was talking to the lady next door. We, we moved onto land. We've got about um, eight acres. lady next door had about the same and she had a lot of orchards and stuff. Awesome. And was talking to her about bees and that I was interested in bees. And she said, oh, I've just done a beekeeping course. And I nearly fell over because cool. I thought, wow, I, you know, I couldn't find a course in Melbourne. And the lady here in Currumburra tells me there's a course here. So I consequently went to Lingather. I did the course there at the um, the South Gippsland College there. And, yeah, the rest is history. Joined awesome. the club and, yeah. Awesome. So so you got in the bee. So so your first hive, like did you pick them up? Did you yeah. get them delivered? So, so tell us about well, that. Well, that was actually really lucky because the guy who did the course, his name was Howard Stevens and he's a bit of a legend in beekeeping, especially in this area. And uh, he, he's no longer with us, sadly. But he did the course and he was exceptionally helpful. And he said, look, guys, if you'd like a hive, he said, I've got a lot of hives and I'm downsizing. So he sold us a hive. So it was an ongoing concern. And it was a beautiful hive full of um, Italian bees. Beautiful. And it was just a fantastic way to start. And the rest of them, like we, we ended up with probably three or four hives by the end of our first season, and the rest of them were just swarms we picked up. Awesome. So, yeah. It's, yeah, it was sort of a little bit thrown in at the deep end. Yeah, that's, yeah. that's awesome. So, so obviously you got the you got the bug, you know, the addiction to uh, to uh, the bees. Now, this was about, when was it, about six years ago? Uh, this was in about 2011. Oh, wow. Yeah, so, oh, 10 years ago. Yeah. 
yeah, yeah, about ten years ago. Awesome. Yeah. So, so we've got the bees, yeah. and you, and obviously you've been bitten by the bug, so so to speak. Yeah. And you're keeping bees, and and so 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 year on, obviously you're getting the, you know getting some honey and learning about the bees more so, and inspections and so so forth. So as you're going through that process, um, so talk us through sort of year and year year in year out. Right. Okay. Yeah. Well, yeah, we um, pretty much straight away we we joined. A beekeeping, the beekeeping club and Howard was involved in that and he encouraged us to join the club and I was really wrapped actually because I knew that um, I needed more education, I just needed to know more and so yeah, that, that helped us a lot with getting through basically from year to year and season to season because with each meeting we went to of course it was run in such a way that it was helping us uh, all of all of the beginners in the club. It was helping us seasonally to know what to do and when to do it, um, and it was it was a lifesaver. You know, like there was so much it's funny. You know, when you start and you've done a course and you think you know everything, yes. and everything starts off all rosy and you think, God, geez, this is pretty easy stuff, you know. And then a few things start going wrong and you you start panicking and thinking, Oh my goodness, you know, like what am I going to do? So having the club and having the experienced members in the club, because as you said, there, there were quite a lot of, uh, and still are, some um, commercial beekeepers yes. within the club. They bring their expertise and they bring their years and years and years of experience with them to the club. And they're so generous, you know, with their time and their information. And we had one guy who, who has been keep, he's been keeping bees for probably 50 years and, and just, just, you know, the kindness of his heart, you know, he came out to look at our hives because we didn't know what we were doing, you know. This guy from the club, he came down and helped us. So, you know, that, so, that was so, awesome. So what was your biggest challenge? So early days, Bron, what was your biggest challenge like, with the with the keeping bees? Probably the earliest challenge that we had was with nasty bees. And we did have, um, uh, we did have a hive that was particularly unfriendly. Okay. And I think they had started as as a swarm, so they were of unknown origins. Okay. Say they're all a bit dodgy, and uh, um, I yeah, look those bees, but they were intimidating. They were a nasty lot. We <laughs> we tried to requeen them three times, and oh. they they killed they killed two of those queens. Fair you know, yeah, they were nasty. And I, I, you know, look, I joke about it, and I, you know, I, I say that they were the, you know, the tower of bitches, and that they were the <laughs> meanest things on the earth, and that they all had cats and piercings and you know, <laughs> tower of bitches. You know? That's funny. Yeah. <laughs> oh God. You know, nothing that there's wrong. Not that there's anything wrong with piercings and tattoos, but yes. on bees, it's not a good look. <laughs> yeah. But that we're was probably yeah yeah look that was probably our our biggest challenge really was with those nasty bees and just knowing what to do and knowing how to deal with them. And, and look, I reckon every beekeeper has that problem and, and it can be an ongoing problem, yes. you know. Oh, definitely. Yeah. Definitely. And, yeah. and tell us about that first time you harvested your own honey from your own bees. Tell us about that. Oh, look, that was that was so exciting and it was it was really kind of getting late in that first season. And, and I remember my husband saying to me, you know, look, we are not coming out of this season, this first season, without any honey. Like the amount of money that we've put in, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 
We have got to get a little bit. We've got to get at least get enough honey for a bit of toast, you know. <laughs> so um, I think we got three jars, and we figured out that each of those jars cost us about three hundred bucks. So the ROI, the return on investment on those uh, bees at that really three hundred dollars a jar, but it's um, but it should be pri- yeah. it's almost priceless because obviously you know the love and everything. Yeah. Bees. So um, so now sort of going forward a couple of years. Um, we had a little incident. So, so talk us about what happened. Um, the incident with the the sting. Yes, what happened? Yeah, yeah. Well, I gradually, you know, I've been told that uh, you know when we did our course, we were told that people who get stung by bees uh, regularly can go one of either two ways, and that is that you get more used to it or you get um, less used to it, you know, you, you get more of a reaction or you get less of a reaction. And of course, as it turned out, my husband, who wasn't terribly interested in this in the first place, he was the one that went the good way and I'm the one who went the bad way. So I had I had a thing from that particular Tower of Bitches and um, it was on my wrist. Okay. And I had a couple of other things that day too. The wrist, I was through the glass. Uh, through the gauntlet and through the suit. I had to hit it. I, look, it seriously is beyond me. And um, it was a it was a real humdinger of a sting. Yeah. So I, I got worried. I went to the doctor. Um, the doctor said, look, perhaps you better go and see an allergist. Okay. So I did that, went to the allergist. That is a whole story in itself. Um, he had a swarm in his roof, guy, the allergist. Really? Um, yes. Yeah, yeah. Had a hive in his roof. It was just unbelievable. I'm, I'm looking out his window, looking behind him out of his window, and there's all these bees coming and going. And I'm thinking, this is an allergist, and he's got a, a <laughs> bees in his roof. That's funny. How bizarre. Yeah. Anyway, so so he um, he started me on desensitising injections. Yes. And I didn't have to go in to see him all the time. I had it done through my local doctor. And it took two and a half years, actually, for the um, for me to reach the point where I was tolerating a full sting okay. with virtually no no reaction at all. Okay. So yeah, two and a half years, and um, it's interesting that during that time too, it probably took me two years to be confident to actually work a hive without my heart racing. Yes, okay. I became I, I became really really scared of the bees. Yes, because well, it's understandable. <laughs> well, it's, yeah. it's understandable. You're, yeah. you're, you're anxious. You know, I mean, you obviously the yeah. bees. Yeah, you know, I mean they've they've created a you know a, a, a issue a sort of a hiccup in your yeah. your um, your journey yeah. with bees, and it's kind of yeah. So it's definitely understandable. Um, yeah. And, yeah. And so so moving forward, so in regards to that, how do you feel now? Uh, obviously, oh, the bees. It, it, it's just day and night. It yeah, made so yeah. much difference. Awesome. You know, to be desensitized. And when I went back to the allergist, he said, listen, you will never um, actually develop any kind of allergy to bees again. And he said, I'm completely confident that you can throw away your EpiPen now. Oh, wow. And um, okay. yeah, yeah. He said, you're, you're done, you're good. It's all, it's, all, it's all sorted. And now a bee thing for me, I, I actually have a worse reaction from a mosquito than I do a bee thing. 
Okay. I mean, obviously, obviously, there's the original pain yeah, yes, because yeah. you've been you've been you've been having a bit of venom shot into your finger or whatever. But um, after that initial pain goes, that's it. There's nothing, and that's because of these um, desensitising injections. So I'd highly recommend them yes. to anybody who has yeah the, is, is tending to go the other way. Let's put it that way. Yeah, and, and and Bron. So, regards to the um, that program. So that was monthly injections for that sort of two and a half years. So, yeah, yeah, every- yeah. Look, it starts it starts more frequently than that. Yeah. Um, but then it goes to monthly. Goes yeah. to monthly. Okay. Yeah. Um, and and it's random question on that: Is that covered under Medicare, or is that? Yeah, it and, was. It was. And you, and you know that um, each time they had to renew the bottle of of venom because what they do is they. They get the bottle and then they have to dilute it. And it lasts a long time at the beginning, but as you get further and further on, it's stronger, so they're using a lot more of it. And each of those was, oh, I think if, if they hadn't agreed to cover it, it would have been $350 or something per wow. bottle. Per bottle, wow. Yeah. Okay, yeah. wow. But, but because I was seeing an allergist, it was actually covered under Medicare. So the only – I wasn't even paying for the doctor's visit. Like, I, I just have to pop in and the nurse would pop the needle in my arm and that was it, Wait, you know. Wow. I just had – yeah, yeah. All I paid for was – I think it was a normal prescription, so it was like 20 bucks or something yeah. like that. And, and do you know – just out of interest, do you know if the venom was you know, locally produced or was it from Canada or Ukraine? It, it's pretty much – I think it's pretty much always from China. From, okay, interesting. Okay. So, yeah. So try. Yeah. Okay. Well, there you go. Uh, um, and and they do occasionally run short of it, and uh, so they have to try and source another brand. Like the, most of the doctors have a particular brand that they want to use, Hymenoptera, I think it's called. And but occasionally they run out of it. So um, yeah, there were a couple of times there where it was a bit a bit dicey, and I thought I might have to miss out, but um, it came just in time. So yeah, I was lucky. There you go. Interesting. There you go. Interesting. So, yeah. so, so um, obviously, you know, we're, we're back into the bees, you know, really enjoying it. And now you decided, so obviously you're part of the club. So this was the, the South South Gippsland Beekeepers Club. Um, and you're going down there. And so, so when, how, how, talk us through, you know, becoming a president. So talk us through those, um, you know, the how that evolved to, to happen. Well, I I became the secretary um, first, and I was the secretary for a couple of years. Okay. And then I I retired from that job, and we were were, uh, sort of changing presidents every couple of years, and the president that was there, it was time for him to leave. And, uh, yeah, it's just that the guy who wanted to be the secretary, he said, look, I'll be the secretary if you'll be the president. And... um, yeah, I thought, oh, that's a bit of a compliment. So, yeah, why not? I'll give it a go. So I was already doing the newsletter and the website and the Facebook page and the Instagram and all that kind of stuff. So, um, and, yeah, and the classes as well. We do beekeeping beginner classes. So was doing those as well. Anyway, so I just kind of thought, well, why not? You know, chuck in president for a couple of years. As it turned out, it's worked out to be an extra year because of COVID. Yes, okay. We, um, yeah, that kind of drew a big spanner in the works. It made it, you know, obviously it made it very difficult to have meetings. So we were kind of having Zoom meetings when we could and that kind of thing. So it wasn't really conducive to um, bringing anyone else into the committee. So, yeah. So I'm just about, my three years is almost up. Almost so up. I'm just about ready to hang up the uh, 
hang out with the gloves. Well, well I was going to ask, you know, ask about. I'll ask in a second about being sort of the uh, the president. But but would you say you know being a secretary? That's obviously a lot of work too. You know, and doing obviously a yeah, lot yeah. Of work. So would you say yeah. it was harder work being the you know the secretary as opposed to the pre- being the president? Um, much work as you want to put into it, really. Okay. And I think I probably didn't do as much work as a secretary because I, I, I was really new to it. I'd never been in, on a committee in my life and um, I didn't really know what I should have been doing. So I was probably doing the very bare basics. And so by the time I got to president, I was a lot more familiar with her workings of the committee yes. and really sort of jumped in boots and all. So I think I probably did work harder as president, but that's just me. Yes. I just do that. I just tend to grab things and go with them. One of the things I did actually as sec- when I was secretary was that um, I I rewrote and republished a little booklet that was actually originally put out by the New South Wales Acres Association. And it was a tiny little booklet called, I think they just called it um, the, 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 the Bees or I can't remember what they called it. Um, but anyway, it was just a, a beehive booklet. And we reproduced it. The club reproduced it. And it's called Inside the Beehive. Okay. And that was probably one of, yeah, it's probably one of the best things um, I think I've ever done is to have rewritten and totally reproduced and reworked this little booklet. Because they, they sell for like three bucks and they're so good for kids and for people starting out. And yeah, with the help of the club, we got a whole lot of those printed and you know, we give them away at um, events and things like that and and sell them to other clubs who tend to use them for educational programs and things like that. But, yeah, that was something that was really, really satisfying and um, I'm actually thinking I might like to do a different book now. Yes. That's awesome. <laughs> that's, that's fantastic. Now, that's now I have a bit more time on my hands. Yes. <laughs> it's, uh, well, I was going to ask that question. Are, are you working, so during the sort of the last three years as a, as a president, even when you were a secretary, were you working another job, like as in your full-time sort of normal job? No. No. We both retired. We're old fogies. Well, you're, yeah, not, you're, so. not, you're not. Bro, I'm going to ask it now. Obviously, we've met. Uh, you're, not that, yeah. you're not that old. You're retired bloody young. Oh yeah, just a baby. <laughs> no, seriously, you are you are you know, you're young. Seriously. I, I was quite surprised. There you go. So so what was yeah. your job so what was your your job uh, uh before you retired? Oh look, I was a nurse for a long time. Yes, okay. And yeah, I was a nurse and then when I left nursing I just took up crafty sort of jobs. So I was really interested in, in craft at the time, actually, at this time, making teddy bears was a real thing. Ah, so we had yes. we had this shop with selling mohair and people making their own teddy bears and things like that. Then I went into quilting and yeah, yeah, I've done a few things since then. But um, yeah, I, I I think part of the part the, the part of the good part, I suppose, the good part of being the president was that I had plenty of time to to give to it. Yes. You know, to give to the job. Yeah. Yeah. So it was satisfying. There was there was a job satisfaction there because I had plenty of time to give to it. Oh, definitely, because it is a very you know you're volunteering you know time and it's and it's a very selfless job. But what you're doing is you know you're helping you know obviously a club and all those members. So and speaking of members, yeah. so how many members roughly when you first become president, and how many sort of members now in sort of three years? I think, I think when we start when I started as president, there was under a hundred, just under a hundred. And there, um, the most recent numbers uh, were 148. 
148, so, awesome. Yeah. So over COVID, it grew like a, a third, almost a third, which is just extraordinary because yes. those people couldn't get to meet him. You know, they they were going, they were looking on Zoom and they were just going by um, our, our uh, interaction on socials and, oh, and stuff yes, like that. Yes, yeah. Yeah, so, but it just shows you how much the interest in beekeeping grew during lockdown. People, yes. people just took to it like lost to a flame. You know, they were just, it was just amazing the growth. And I mean, that's still happening. We're still like every meeting. I, there's so many new faces there, and I'm thinking, I have no idea who these people are, but it's good that they're here. Yes, that's fantastic. <laughs> what about price? So, so to be a member per year, what was um, what's the price? It's actually forty dollars. Forty bucks. Yeah. Uh, that, yeah, that's per person. That's the the yearly membership. Yep. That's that's good. Yeah, that, so that's, we, we, that's really good. Yeah, we reckon that's pretty reasonable. Yeah. Yeah. No, and we have a men- we have a few different men- uh, programs. We've got a mentor mentoring program, and we have um, assistance like for uh, we've got one called the Beekeepers Assistance Program within the club. Yep. So that's where um, if anyone's got any kind of uh, uh, issue physically that they can't look after their bees. They've you know done their back or they've had an operation or whatever. Uh, they just need to let us know, and and yeah. volunteers from the club will go and help them out. Um, yeah, just a few different things where we we sort of yeah really help out our members. Yeah, yeah. that's great. That's that's really good. And you and you do obviously we're in COVID and um and obviously we're sort of wrestling wrestling with that but so so usually every so every month you usually you know sort of pre-covid you have a yeah. a meeting and that's in lee and gatha yeah that's right we we were meeting in a, in a church hall well we do that when we can yep. we meet in a church hall in uh in lee and gatha second thursday of every month at seven thirty, and at seven o'clock we have a beginner's corner so we find that pretty much Everybody who comes along goes to the beginner's corner, whether they're beginners or not. Yes, yep. Um, yeah, so we just have somebody who sits there and basically just kind of fills the questions, you know, and um, sends them to different people to answer. And everybody can, has got an input without feeling uh, the, I guess, the pressures of a, of a formal meeting, okay, you know, that yep, they yep. people feel a bit embarrassed about asking questions and they feel like they've got a silly question, but... In the beginner's corner, it all kind of brings us down to that very basic level where everyone's pretty much pretty comfortable about asking anything they want to ask. So that you know, we think that's really important. Yes, yeah, for sure, for sure. And what and being the president, you know, for three years, um, you know, the highs and the lows. You know, so, so talk us through those, Bron. You know, obviously, you know, you're spending a lot of time volunteering. You know, I mean, your your valuable time. But so talk us about highs and lows of being a president of a club. The lows would definitely be. Um, that COVID time, you know, where we were struggling, we really wanted to engage our members yeah, okay. and it was so hard to do that because we couldn't have physical meetings. So, and then when we got our head around Zoom and we had to do that or we were going to get left behind, then it was kind of difficult to tee people up to come in uh, to be part of a, a Zoom meeting and just how that was going to work and just to try and get members to, 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 to get there you know, yes. to get into the Zoom meeting. But uh, that was hard because a lot of people in clubs are older people and not really terribly interested in Zoom, especially at the beginning. Okay. But yeah. as I guess as people got used to using it more because they were using it with their family and whatever, we did get more participation. 
but also just that we couldn't run those programs that we really, really wanted to run, you know, yes. like the beginner's corner yep. and stuff like that, you know, that we couldn't do that. We couldn't have um, demonstrations like at, at the meetings we'd normally have demonstrations for, um, you know, spinning out your honey and packing down for winter and spring opening and making frames and all sorts of things like that. We couldn't do any of that. And yes. it was just that frustration that you, you weren't doing your best. So you were let, I felt I was let, letting the club down, you know, because I couldn't give them what I really wanted them to be able to access through the club. Yeah, okay. So that was definitely a low. Yeah. Um, and highs, I guess, have been the numbers. And again, over COVID, just that those numbers have been pouring in. That's awesome. And and the classes that we do too, that, that's a real high because we don't advertise. We don't need to. It's amazing. Like I used, I used to put it on Facebook, but I don't need to do that anymore because it's just word of mouth. And I guess people are Googling us. They're Googling um, beekeeping course in South Gippsland and, and we pop up there. And so they send us an email and they get on the list. And last, year, last season we had two courses with 20 people in each course. And that was with wow. basically no advertising, yeah. Wow. So that, that's, that's been a real high, you know, that um, – just that enthusiasm and that the, the 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 fact that people know they need to be educated before they start that they can't just jump in yes. and grab a hive and hope for best. You know? Yeah, exactly. So that that's a really good thing. Yeah. And an interesting question. What about Brian? How do you deal with you know people with big personalities? We are very kind to people with big personalities. <laughs> we accommodate them. You accommodate. That's a good. That's a good answer. Because because well the reason why I bring that up sometimes. You know, it happens, you know, any industry, you know, I mean, sometimes you'll have that person with a, a, a very um, big personality and and sometimes that can sort of distract from the more introverted people. So, um, yeah. and um, obviously, yeah, sometimes, you know, I'm, I'm a bit of a big personality. <laughs> um, so sometimes they kick up the bum, they quiet <laughs> me down, which is you know, I mean, it's a story of my life in, all through school, primary school, secondary school. <laughs> so, um, so yeah. <laughs> Uh, but sometimes it is. It can be, you know, you get those personalities. And, and, and on that, what about difference of opinions? You know what I mean? How is there a way, an easy way of, you know, people tackling with different opinions or? Yeah, look, we don't use, we don't have too many problems with that. And, yeah, look, I think the only time you might have a problem with that is with committees. You know, committees, can you can have members that can be a bit headstrong about yes. stuff sometimes. but. But ours is pretty good, you know. I mean, we, we haven't had much in the way of clashes with with people. And, um, yeah, I tend to think that if anyone has a problem with anything within the club, they probably just leave. Yes. <laughs> well, well, the other thing well, the other thing is too. Now, we, you know, the country folk, you know, are always more nicer and friendlier. You know, what I mean, I think, yeah. you know, city, yeah. city folk were a bit more. Well, I'm from the country originally. Um, from Yarra Valley, so but you know, I live sort of not far from the city. So, um, you know, city folk can be a bit more, you know, fast and furious and kind of, yeah, you know, busy and sort of, you know, very headstrong and and so forth so and i, and I see that sometimes yeah. with the clubs um yeah. that you get those personalities that are very okay we have to do it this way and i think that's why it's in important and i love what you know what you guys are about you know is, is teaching people and saying having it working together because that is important yeah absolutely definitely and we try and include people you know in our meetings as as much as we can you know like if, if i that's if awesome. i can see someone who's a bit quiet 
I'll pull them up to um, to draw the door prizes and stuff like yes. that. You know, like, yep. yeah, just to make them feeling inclusive and and also look, it's about being observant. Yeah, and if you can see that there are people who look a bit quiet or a bit shy, then you know, just go. We just go and speak to them after the meeting and make sure that we include them in conversations and find out how they're going with their bees and if they need any help or yeah. And often me- messages will be passed too between. Uh, older members of the club, you know, yes. like someone will come to me and say, "Oh, listen, so and so over there, she's fairly new. She's from your area, and she's she's really having, you know, a few problems with her heart. Do you want to go and have a chat to her?" And that's the kind of thing that we do. Yeah, yeah. that's we, awesome. We just kind yeah. Of, yeah, beautiful. That's really nice. That's really good. Um, that's a really good sort of community um, spirit. I absolutely love that. And, and yeah. so, so shortly, so you're about to hang up your hat as uh, as presidente. So yeah, yes. Um, what's the plans after? You know, what what are you? Obviously, you have all this. You're gonna have a heap of free time on your hands, bro. What's the plans? <laughs> I have got a, Hopefully, I will have a whole lot of free time. You will, but I'm, yes. <laughs> I'm, not, I'm not holding out too much hope because I'm still, like I said, I still do the newsletter and uh, all the socials and stuff. But um, what I'd really like to do then is another book. Yeah, I'd, okay. I'd just really, yeah, I'd really like to do that. So um, and and pick up like to match the books that we've got uh, to have a little set of yeah. books. So yes. this one's just basically about it's very general about inside the beehive, and we can just sort of work on different subjects and, and specialise a bit more with each of these little books. It's only twenty pages, you know, they're just little A five books. Yeah, okay. But they're pretty. They look pretty, and and, and people love them. So we, you know, whatever we have to say, uh, which is at every meeting. We're, you know, we certainly, they're just saying hand over fist. So, um, yeah, that's what I'd like to do. And not, not for me, to make the money. Yeah, but, no. Yes, you know, yeah. just, it's another method of um, educating people. And, you know, at our club anyway, that's our major focus is the education of the beekeepers. Yes. Yeah. That's lovely. That's yeah. really, really good. And it's, it's saying it helps people. It's obviously, that's community spirit. So, I yeah, absolutely, uh, absolutely love that. Um, I was going to ask the question, but I'm going to actually change this around a little bit. I was going to ask the question, you know, a new beekeeper, what's one piece of advice you would uh, you'd tell them? But I'm actually going to change it around. So, you're talking to, say, a commercial full-time beekeeper. Um, what's one thing you'd like to tell them? Oh, one thing I'd like to tell a commercial bit. Yes. Hmm. That's a hard one, actually. I think, you know what, I think I would like to tell them to um, to share, basically to share their their knowledge, just to share their, yeah, just to share their knowledge with the, the newbie, that it's, it's important, yes. you know, that, yep. that all, all those years they've got under their belt, and all the things they might have seen. And they will have little pearls, you know, to drop here and there. Yes. And, yeah, just to do that, just to feel to, free to do that and to be on our mentors list because we our mentors list is a bit short. Okay. <laughs> and, yeah, okay. And, that's, yeah, yeah. Yep. I, that's what I'd be saying to them. Join our mentors list and, you know, it's not necessarily a, a terribly onerous job. You just have to be available at the end of the phone every now and again when people ring up and say, Help! I've got beetle yes. in my heart, and yes. I don't know what to do. Yeah, no, I love that answer, and it's it's actually interesting <laughs> in, in saying that. I've got to mention as well. I know, and I know you've heard me say this, uh, but you know, you know, people with you know keeping one or two hives are better beekeepers 
than those that might have a thousand or more. And and yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. And seriously, I mean, and, and uh, I've been fortunate enough, sort of pre-COVID, to to travel around the world, and I've I've met, stayed with hobbyist beekeepers, recreational beekeepers, with one or two or a couple of hives, and they're always a better beekeeper than a commercial beekeeper that's running, you know, you know, a thousand or two hundred hives or whatever. And and the reason is, I think, um, you know, the hobbyist beekeeper is is more in tune. They can look at the hives. What's happening? Oh, they're pulling out a the drone or as you said you know the beetles we've got beetles here you know more in tune with their hive where yeah. it's commercially it's a number scale so so I, I that's why i love you know as i said you've heard me say this before you know the hobbyist beekeeper they're my people because you know i think you are better beekeepers than commercial ones yeah definitely yeah there's um i oh, just one thing if you don't mind me throwing this in yeah, of course. um a few years back i had um your friend Peter yes. come and visit yes. with a French beekeeper. Yes, and this he was a beautiful man, this French beekeeper. And these guys went down to our top bar hive, and they were looking at our top bar hive. And I'm saying to them, I'm just a little bit further away. They were quite close to it, and they're saying, "Oh, you know, is this we're okay? This place?" And I said, "Yeah, no worries, not a problem." And with that, a bee flew up from that hive and me on the septum of the nose. Oh, Finnegan. So, so I'm talking inside the nose on the septum, right? Mm. And the pain was like nothing yes. on earth. Yes. Nothing, right? Yes. So I am I fly back up to the to the shed, right? Yeah. And the guys could see that I was stung and um they were still sort of chatting away about top bar hive, including my husband down there. And um and I'm in agony. I'm in absolute agony. And I'm using every word in the swearer's dictionary. <laughs> yes, yes, yeah. I was <laughs> yes. letting rip. And anyway, the French guy, when he came up, he said to me, have you got any roses? And I said, yeah, yeah, I've got roses. I could hardly speak. He, and he went down to the rose bush. He grabbed some rose petals. He gave them to me. He said, wash these petals until you're getting moisture out of them, like the uh, you know the oil yes. out of the rose petals. Yes, yes. And press it as hard as you can into the skin, which I did. And it actually relieves the sting considerably. And he said, this is the reason why in France we have rose bushes planted around our apiary. There so there go. you go. What, yeah. a, what an awesome tip. I absolutely love that. That's, that's yeah. interesting. That's fantastic. Mm, yeah. Awesome. Yeah, sure. So I keep plenty of roses there now. <laughs> <laughs> I absolutely love it. Well, Bron, that was yeah. absolutely finishing off on that note. That was fantastic because that's um, I've heard someone use another beekeeper use uh, petrol before on a bee sting. Uh, it's like, <laughs> which is uh, terrible. Now a rose is going to smell a lot nicer than a bit of oh, petroleum. Yeah. So yeah, yeah, I just want to say definitely. a big thank you for your time and uh, and just keep up your great work with the club because it's um, and I appreciate you uh, having me there. Talking, so really, uh, we had that Zoom just recently. So, um, really appreciate yeah, you having me on, right. and and, um, and keep up the great work. And you're doing an absolute awesome job. It's really, really, truly mean that. So, thank you so much for your time. Thank you. No worries. Thanks a lot for having me. Oh, it's been lot. fun. And, and hopefully, we'll catch up again um, next conference. Yeah. Uh, okay. Fantastic. Hopefully, it's this this bug thing sort of uh, goes away. But um, so maybe next yeah. next year. Are you going to go to the? There's a conference coming up in. Uh, is it Sydney? The the big one. The so the Australasian Symposium is that the? Is I'd that love Sydney? to go. Yeah, is, yeah. Is that I, I, I think it. Oh, I'm not sure, but I know it's not Melbourne. No, no. no I, th- <laughs> I think I think the other one was in. Um, 
was four, must be three years ago now. So next will be four years was in Gold Coast. So, yeah, so I hope yeah, in Gold Coast somewhere like that. Yeah, I think you yeah, could be right. It could be couldn't be Sydney. Yeah, yes. but I would absolutely love to go. But you know, we're just going to have to wait and see what happens. I know, I know this whole yeah. uncertainty. So, but uh, once again, Bron, thank you so much for t- your time, and uh, you take care, and uh, all the best, and I look forward to seeing you in the near future. Thank you. Thank you. Take care. Thank you. Take care. All right. Bye. You too. Bye. Bye. What a fantastic episode that was uh, talking to Bron. You know, what an amazing, you know, selfless job, you know, being a president of a club or just being a, you know, on the committee of a club. You know, been there for years, you know, three years as a president and a couple of years prior being on the secretary. You know, seriously, that is awesome work, you know, helping, you know, the industry and the community. So, Bron, you're absolutely amazing person. And, um, yeah, absolutely, keep up your great work. And what about that little tip? Folks, how amazing is that? The rose, put it, you know, you know pushing the, the rose juices onto the sting. And I've heard over the years, you hear all sorts of uh, remedies for bee stings. Uh, I've got my own, and I'll tell you in a sec, but I've heard some weird ones. I've heard petroleum, petrol, bit of uh, bit of four-stroke petrol, two-stroke even, bit of, makes it a little bit oily. But seriously, I've heard that. You know, people put petrol on it. Um, so all sorts. But I'll tell you what, little funny uh, one, it does help. Uh, even had a few doctors uh, say that helps. Now this is um, it's using hemorrhoid cream. I think it's called like productal or something, something along those lines for the bee stings. So a little a tip, but I like the rose, you know, what Bron mentioned and putting, because you're going to smell a lot, lot nicer. So anyway, thank you so much, Bron. Really appreciate your time there and um, awesome work and um, fantastic what you're doing. And uh, thank you once again to the listeners, you know, thank you to you folk, you know, listening, taking your time uh, to actually listen to this if you're on the way to work or before school or after uni or if you're retired and just want to uh, hear it. So don't forget, if you want to hear anyone, uh, shoot me for a message. Um, text is always good, 0437077792. Text it through. You can email me, ben at bensbees.com.au. Um, and uh, if you want to hear something different, you know what I mean? I'm just sort of, this is why I love doing this podcast because it's such a varied uh, group of people, you know, talking, you know, different things, manuka, honey, and bee venom, and so forth. So, um, got plenty of obviously good listeners. Uh, so, listeners, we've got a lot of good uh, guests uh, for you listeners to hear. So, um, once again, and uh, if you do have a bit of your time, you know, if you've got eight, 10 seconds, 30 seconds even, just um, do like a little review on Spotify or iTunes. Tunes, just uh, would really appreciate that. Um, this is a free platform, um, so I don't want to do any advertising. Um, you know, I'm not interested in having you know paid you know paid sort of uh, adverts or anything like that. So I appreciate the people sending me you know emails and that wanting to do it. Now nah, I'll uh, I'd rather have someone on talking about what they do on their product. Uh, but not like that, you know, consistent type thing because this is for you, the people. And once again, thank you so much. I am really humbled that you listen to this podcast. Uh, Take care and look after yourselves. Thank you so much for listening to Bees with Ben podcast and we hope you learnt some tips and tricks. It would mean a lot if you could please leave a review and don't forget to subscribe to get instant updates when a new episode is uploaded. See you next week.